If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello and welcome to a Lore Party minigame, a podcast about our favorite video games and the stories they tell. I'm Mike Ferris. Horror is one of the most common genres of fiction amongst all forms of media. Dozens, if not hundreds, of spooky shows and movies get dumped either into theaters or streaming services seemingly every year. Games, of course, are no exception. With the recent releases of the Resident Evil remakes making a big splash, and Kojima's P.T. receiving a cult-like following. However, one major failure in the horror genre for me is that I just don't find it particularly scary. That's not to say I'm some sort of big tough guy who doesn't fear anything. On the contrary, I'm a weak, weak man who is terrified of pretty much everything. I think for me, though, I just have a difficult time separating the falsehoods of fiction with the reality of true mortal peril. The one exception for me is the game Darkest Dungeon, the game that explores the idea that the scariest monsters are the ones inside your head. As the title implies, Darkest Dungeon is a dungeon crawler roguelike where you manage a group of lowlifes and warriors to cure an evil blight that is poisoning a mansion that you just inherited and the neighborhood surrounding it. On the surface, the game plays out like a typical RPG. You gather a party, a little bit of gear, and head out to do various missions, such as exploring a certain percentage of an area, killing every monster in a dungeon, or taking down a difficult boss monster. What becomes immediately apparent, though, is that managing the mental state of your party means almost as much to their overall well-being as just managing their physical health. This comes across mechanically in many ways. In addition to a typical health meter, there's also a stress meter for all of your party members. The more stressed out your party is, the more likely they are to make mistakes, miss otherwise easy shots, stumble over dangerous traps, occasionally they can just miss entirely and hit other party members, or they might just refuse to fight entirely and just cower in the back of a pack. This means that oftentimes the fear associated with a cold, slimy tentacle of some strange beast can do more damage overall than a swing of a sword or shot of an arrow. After a certain stress threshold, your characters gain semi-permanent status effects, the majority of which are negative. They might steal all of the valuable loot you come across in a desperate bid for self-preservation. They might blurt out disparaging things to the rest of the party, causing stress to spread. Or they might refuse healing spells entirely and just give up on life, either until they die or you boot them out of the party and let them live with their broken minds. If you max out the stress meter, your characters will have a heart attack out of fear and die, regardless of their previous health level. That's not to say there aren't benefits to having stress in the game. Doing high-stress things such as wandering around in the dark will cause stress meters to skyrocket, but also increase the likelihood of stumbling across valuable loot. This means that a very viable strategy in the game is to take your mentally fragile and lower-level characters, throw them into high-level dungeons in the dark, 
you pocket their good loot and then give those characters the boot with them being barely alive and mentally unstable. Even when you're not exploring dungeons and are seemingly safe at home, you are not fully away from the horrors of battle. You can drink at bars to lower your stress levels, but you might just turn them into an addict. Running to the church for respite might make all other stress relievers useless. If you select the titular darkest dungeon in the mission list, your party members will beg and plead with you to not send them in there to their doom. After multiple hours of play, you come to the realization that you, are the ultimate villain in this story. You are the one torturing these people to the brink of insanity. You are the one sending them to their deaths, often ill-equipped and unprepared. You are the one forcing them to drink to ease the pain. And for what? So that you can live in some big mansion that you haven't even seen yet, while the town and the people in it crumble around you? I think game critic Jim Sterling described it best in his review of Darkest Dungeon. He said, quote, You start having a much easier time the moment you stop thinking like a hero and start embracing the cold, calculated sociopathy of a would-be corporate CEO. And you know what? He's right. Darkest Dungeon doesn't have a lot of traditional story or narrative, but that doesn't mean that the story of the game doesn't have a lot of tragedy. Horror as a genre is a genre built around tragedy, and the ultimate tragedy of Darkest Dungeon is that you are the source of all of its evil. Thanks for listening. This Lore Party minigame is executive produced by Abu Zafar and produced by me, Michael Ferris. Check out our, our Twitter and Instagram at lore underscore party. And check out our Twitch page at twitch.tv slash lore underscore party. We're going to be live streaming a lot during 2019. So uh, check it out and hang out with us. And subscribe to Lore Party on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review there. Uh, it really helps us grow the show. Thank you very much for listening.